up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. The Great Bambino. Travis Sparks. I, again, would just be happy to be in the postseason. And Travis Sparks. I I like Mitchell Trubisky as a, as a quarterback. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in uh, to another day, uh, to another edition of the uh, starting lineup. Switching it up a little bit uh, today, uh, as you heard in the intro, just me, just Travis Sparks here, hanging out with you. Had uh, something uh, come up uh, today, so uh, we're not on uh, the uh, terrestrial show. We're not on a 98.9 in the game uh, today. A little last minute decision there, but uh, Travis Sparks still hanging out with you, and we still got a little bit to uh, talk about here on uh, today. Didn't want to take a uh, complete absence of the uh, show, so I do have a couple of things to uh, hit up on uh, today. Of course, uh, some of the uh, big NFL news from uh, yesterday of uh, Lamar Jackson deadline uh, came in uh, gone as uh, no a deal done with the uh, Ravens as they slapped the non-exclusive franchise tag on a Lamar will tell you or I'll tell you what uh, that means about uh, Lamar Jackson's future and also apparently hey took a uh, private jet out to Carolina or t- uh, California private jet Literally, uh, some jet executives meeting with uh, potentially with Aaron Rodgers uh, out west there. So uh, we'll get the latest on that. And also uh, we'll hit up on the NBA from last night, a college basketball from last night, and uh, the uh, some of the major tournaments. I know the ACC tournament was underway uh, yesterday in round number one. And uh, some tickets were punched to uh, March Madness as well as one team, won their conference tournament, but will not be going to the NCAA tournament yet. Again, I think it's already happened uh, once this season, but I'll tell you about that. And uh, we, uh, well, I keep wanting to say we. I'm used to Eric being uh, next to me here, but uh, I will explore the conference tournaments and with most of them getting underway uh, today and including the uh, Big Ten uh, tournament as a couple games will be on uh, later tonight. So I will make my Official picks 
for the Power 5 Conference Champions as I got some conference champions that I'll predict from the ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, and, of course, the Big 10. And I'll tell you where Illinois will finish. I'll predict it coming up here in uh, just a, a little bit. So stick around where uh, I have the Illini finishing up in the Big Ten uh, tournament uh, this week. Of course, completely unbiased in uh, uh, the Big Ten tournament uh, predictions, of course. And also uh, from yesterday, the World Baseball Classic officially underway as we got two games in, one last night and one earlier this morning. And we'll take a look at uh, that action that got underway there in the WBC. So uh, that's all on the way here on the uh, podcast of the uh, starting lineup. Of course, you know where uh, we are here on your favorite platforms, whether you're listening there on the uh, website, fmradio.com, under the podcast tab, or on iTunes or uh, Spotify, wherever you're listening at. We appreciate that. All right, uh, so I don't have any time uh, for any uh, fancy imaging or anything uh, like that. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, get it started. And I do have some uh, local sports to uh, get to here at the uh, top of the show as eighth grade of volleyball from uh, last night. We had some regional champions crowned and uh, some semifinal and quarterfinal action in eighth grade of volleyball. But let's run it down here in Class 1A, the Martin. Regional Championship is Martinsville over Nioga in uh, three sets, 25-13. Nioga won the second set, 25-15. But then Martinsville won the third and decisive set, 25-16. In the uh, Class 2A Hudsonville Regional Quarterfinals, as it was Oblong over St. Anthony in two sets, 25-16, 25-15. It was uh, Albion Edwards County over Dietrich at 25-9 and 25-18 in two sets. Hudsonville over North Clay in two sets, 28-26 and 25-20. In the uh, St. Elmo Regional Quarterfinals, it was Cowden Herrick over St. Elmo, 25-15, 25-21. Central A&M over Ramsey in two sets, 25-20 and 25-12. With South Central over Altamont, 25-18 or 25-15 and 25-18 in the uh, second set there. In Class 3A, the Sullivan Regional Semifinals, it was Arthur over Marshall in two sets, 25-18, 25-23. Shelbyville over Pena in two sets, 25-21 and 25-19. It also had any of the uh, Class of 3A Casey uh, set, uh, Regional Semifinals and it was Tatopoulos in two sets over Cumberland 25-17, 25-20. And in a three-setter, it was a Casey victorious over Newton Jasper County. As Jasper County won the first set 25-23, but Casey comes back in the second 25-22. And also in the third set by that same score, 25-22. So it beats Tatopoulos against a Casey in the regional finals there. And uh, we have uh, games going on uh, tonight at the 8th grade uh, level in the Hudsonville Regional Semifinals. Paris Crestwood against Oblong and Albion Edwards County over Hudsonville. And uh, in the uh, San Elmo Regional Semifinals, it's Stu Straws against Cowden Herrick and uh, Central A&M against uh, South Central. And uh, that's all we have from a local perspective. Uh, is, uh, you know, in between seasons, between basketball and uh, baseball, we got 8th grade uh, in uh, seventh grade volleyball but 
that's about it from a local perspective. And I'll talk more about uh, the Big Ten tournament coming up here in uh, just a little bit. But uh, yesterday, uh, the uh, big stories in uh, the uh, NFL as the uh, Ravens and uh, Lamar Jackson could not come to a long-term agreement. So uh, the uh, Baltimore Ravens end up uh, slapping Lamar with uh, the uh, franchise tag. And uh, multiple reports, including ESPN and the NFL Network, say the team has placed the non-exclusive uh, uh, franchise tag on Jackson. That will pay Jackson over $32 million in 2023. But it does allow him to speak with other teams or it gives the uh, uh, Ravens the opportunity to match the offer if he is offered a contract by other teams. Or if Lamar would end up signing that new contract with a new team, the Ravens would get two first-round draft picks as compensation. So uh, the uh, GM there for Baltimore issued a statement saying the team will continue to negotiate with Jackson in good faith. He added they're hopeful they can strike a long-term deal that's fair to both Jackson and the Ravens. But most importantly from the GM perspective is the Ravens. That's the only reason why you would do this and why you are not personally giving him the money of what he's earned, of what he's due. Basically, this puts uh, Baltimore in uh, the uh, situation uh, to where if uh, a team uh, that we've seen, you know, it's talked about all over ESPN uh, today about all these teams that are out on the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes and uh, they're not going to pursue him. And uh, let's just say Team X offers him, uh, you know, a five-year, X-million-dollar contract. And uh, then uh, they're like, Baltimore will be like, all right, all right, that is what the market dictates that you're worth, so we're going to match that. And it's up to you whether you want to uh, sign back with them or not or go elsewhere there. And it's like, well, they don't want to throw a, a number out. They don't want to throw the $200 million number out there. But if that's what you think you're worth, Lamar, obviously the uh, two sides can't come to agreement. It's been said over the past uh, 24 hours that it's been two years uh, negotiations for Lamar and a long-term deal. And um, still the sides can't come to an agreement. So uh, they're basically going to take let the market dictate uh, what Lamar is worth uh, there. Uh, you know, really quickly when uh, Lamar uh, was going to put that non-exclusive franchise tag on, uh, immediately what four teams said that they're out on the sweepstakes. The, I forgot what Phil Yates uh, mentioned about the teams that were out on him. The Commanders and Panthers were two of the uh, biggest ones, and Commanders kind of makes a little bit of sense with how their roster uh, is. And, you know, Coach Rivera did have some success with uh, Cam Newton. Obviously, Cam Newton's uh, they're kind of similar in the running styles away in a way. Of course, uh, Cam was a lot bigger uh, than uh, Lamar, but still there was some success there. And who are you going to have at quarterback now? Uh, Tyler Heineke or whatever his name is, Heineke. And also you were in on the Carson Wentz sweepstakes last year. So Lamar's way better than Carson Wentz uh, there in my opinion. So uh, I don't know. We'll see what what happens, but it's probably uh, most likely – isn't gonna Lamar Jackson isn't gonna go anywhere. He's still gonna be uh with the Ravens. He's just gonna sign however many 
millions of dollars that another team offers. Well, uh, Baltimore is just going to match that and uh, not let him get away. Or if uh, he does end up signing, uh, Baltimore is still looking in a good light towards their fan base. Well, it was Lamar's decision to go to another uh, to another team. But that's just my two cents. <sighs> All right. And also it, it came out that the uh, Jets are reportedly flying to uh, California to meet with Aaron Rodgers yesterday. According to uh, ESPN, uh, New York has had conversations with uh, the Packers and uh, the quarterback this week regarding a potential trade. Uh, it says a contingent of Jets personnel included uh, owner Woody Johnson, GM Joe Douglas, head coach Robert Sala, and OC Nathaniel Hackett flying to uh, California to meet in person with Rodgers. The 39-year-old still has not made any announcements uh, that about what he intends to do this coming season. Rodgers is still under contract through 2024 for $108.8 million. But... One decision that it looks like he is making is that he's going to still be playing. He's not going to retire, uh, unlike he kind of weighed that decision uh, last time around. And also, it came out yesterday that, guys, we don't have to worry about Tom Brady coming back to the NFL. He's trying to train a cat that he bought for his daughter uh, there. So he's got a kitten occupying his time now in the offseason. So he has literally no time to uh, come back for the NFL. So that, thank goodness, is put to bed, and that is a put to arrest uh, there. And also another thing that came out yesterday uh, from the uh, franchise tag stuff and long-term deals, one quarterback that did uh, strike a deal with his team, and that was Daniel Jones striking a deal with the uh, New York uh, Giants, and that's a, a four-year contract. And, man, we talked about uh, Geno Smith signing for a ton of money with the Seahawks uh, and how he bet on himself. Well, Jones kind of did the uh, same thing. He finally proved it that he can lead the team to the playoffs, and it got him a $160 million deal out of it, $82 million guaranteed. And, hey, if you're Daniel Jones, I'm taking that contract all day, every day, because, you know, who knows, uh, last year may not happen again, and the Giants may not get back to the playoffs uh, again, just when you know how crazy that NFC East is uh, every single year above uh, also, the deal includes up to $35 million in incentives. And also, one other significant thing is that they signed a long-term deal with Daniel Jones, but they franchise-tagged Saquon Barkley, the running back, and uh, that also is a, a non-exclusive franchise tag on Saquon. So, uh, something just like Lamar, I guess, uh, uh, Barkley can uh, negotiate with another team, but the Giants will uh, have a chance to uh, match that offer. And that's significant because uh, that there was some rumblings on uh, social media. And, hey, with all the money that the Bears have this offseason, if you want to go out and potentially uh, see if you can snag Barkley from the Giants, possibly, that could be a, a good deal worth looking into if you want to uh, pair him up with uh some running backs there in uh, Chicago's uh, backfield. But uh, that was uh, a little bit of a not really surprising move, but 
just a significant move from a Bears uh, point of view. If you want to take it back from the Bears point of view for Lamar Jackson, uh, when Carolina said that they were not going to pursue Lamar, that's good for the uh, Bears market. I mentioned yesterday about the uh, Panthers potentially being one of the teams that uh, are going to jump up and try to get the uh, number one pick with the Bears. Obviously, uh, Carolina being at number nine, they're going to have a lot of work to get up there to uh, number one, but I guess uh, that helps the Bears' chances in that trade talks uh, there if they want to potentially move it to uh, Carolina with uh, Carolina. looks like they won't pursue uh, Lamar Jackson uh, there. So, uh, other players that got the uh, franchise tag, uh, s- uh, some notable ones, uh, Evan Ingram for the uh, Jaguars, uh, Josh Jacobs for the uh, Raiders, Darren Payne from the Commanders, and of course, uh, Tony Pollard as well. But Pollard is kind of one of the first guys that got slapped with the uh, franchise uh, tag, and that was kind of before Tuesday's deadline. Uh, there that were wrapped up with uh, those teams uh, there. So uh, we'll have to wait and uh, see uh, whether some teams want to bite and offer Lamar some big money and then the Ravens match that offer. And we'll see uh, whether that meeting in California came of anything with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers there. So uh, stay tuned for that. All right, uh, we have some other uh, national sports to uh, get to. Last night in uh, the NBA, the uh, Bucks uh, they're back to their winning ways. They beat the Magic 134-123. Wizards over the Pistons 119-117. The streak is over. Nine-game winning streak is over for the New York Knicks as the Hornets come in, and uh, they win against New York 112-105, but... Uh, hey, the Knicks losing our winning streak is over, but I didn't know anything about the game. Just, of course, saw the uh, meme that came out of uh, this game with, uh, of course, me being a fan of entertainment uh, with WWE superstar there, Liv Morgan. Uh, they're wanting no part of that conversation with that gentleman uh, next to her. And it was like 4 million views that uh, little clip got viewed. So uh, she's having fun. Uh, with it there, of course, uh, promoting an upcoming uh, live event there for WWE in Madison Square Garden. So if you haven't seen that, uh, you're probably uh, one of the few that haven't. So uh, go check it out. She wanted no part of that conversation. She wasn't leaving and listening at all to the gentleman sitting next to her. So uh, the 76ers uh, beat the Timberwolves 117-94. to uh, The Nets over the Rockets 118-96. Thunder beat the Warriors 137-201-28. Triple-double for Giddy as 17 points, 11 rebounds, 17 assists as well. 40 points for Steph Curry. 10 three-pointers. Not enough to beat OKC. The Mavs over the Jazz 122-116. Kyrie scores 17 in the fourth quarter to help Dallas Get the four-point win. Kyrie also goes for 33 as well. And last night, the Lakers got the win over the Grizzlies 112-103. A.D. dominant performance, 30 points, 22 rebounds for the unibrow there for A.D. And also, I didn't even... 
put two and two together that is the Grizzlies and Lakers matching up. Well, a, a Grizzlies and a Lakers a legend, Paul Gasol, was in attendance last night, and he got his jersey uh, retired there by uh, the Lakers. And, of course, he was uh, very emotional uh, when uh, they lifted his jersey up into the rafters with all those iconic Lakers but also he got put right next to uh, one of his good friends, Kobe Bryant, uh, his two jerseys up there. So uh, now Powell is right next to uh, Kobe up in the rafters there at the uh, Lakers with their uniforms hanging uh, forever. So I thought that was a very nice moment uh, there. And, of course, Powell's still close with uh, the Bryant family after uh, Kobe's passing. So I thought that that was a, a very good moment. And it would make sense that – uh, they would honor him with the Grizzlies in a town uh, last night uh, there. So, uh, very cool. And uh, games going on uh, this evening. at the Hawks squaring off against the Wizards. Uh, Blazers against the uh, Celtics. Cavs against the Heat. Mavs. Bulls in action in Denver tonight. Thunder against the Suns. So, uh, hey, one of uh, KD's former teams matching up there. And the Raptors against the Clippers. And the two games on ESPN tonight, Mavs, Pelicans, and Raptors and uh, Clippers uh, there. All right, let's move on to some more uh, basketball. Let's move on to uh, college basketball from uh, last night. We had uh, Gonzaga punch their ticket to the uh, big dance. Of course, both these teams are probably in the two of the uh, tournament. But uh, Gonzaga clinching it with an at-large bid uh, there. Dominant victory for them. They led 37-19 at the half. Not even close. They win this one 77-51 over St. Mary's. And also uh, Drew Timmy puts the all-time leading scorer there at uh, Gonzaga. Uh, and he had 18 points in the uh, game. So uh, Zags are marching. And they're marching on into uh, the uh, big tournament. Uh, we had the ACC tournament begin uh, yesterday. Georgia Tech with a one-point win over Florida State, 61-60. to BC over Louisville, 82-62. Louisville, 4-28 and this season, finishing up. Wow. Uh, I knew they were bad, but no, they were that bad. Uh, Virginia Tech got the win over Notre Dame last night as well, 67-64 there. And that was it from the ASCC tournament. But uh, there were some other tickets punched last night in uh, the smaller conference tournaments. In the NEC Conference Tournament Championship, of course, that's the Northeast Championship. It was Merrimack winning over Fairleigh Dickerson by a point, 67-66. But Merrimack is not going dancing into the uh, big uh, tournament as, yes, uh, the old uh, transition rule by the uh, NCAA jumping up from Division Two to Division One, as uh, Merrimack will not be entering the tournament due to that transition window. Uh, according to NCAA rules, uh, when you transition and make the jump up from Division Two to Division One, you have to wait a four-year transition period, and you're not allowed to participate in the NCAA tournament during that transition period. And they're in their fourth and a final year of the transition period. So uh, Merrimack not going to uh, be dancing as Fairleigh Dickerson will be going instead as I believe they were the uh, regular season representatives 
there. I'm not really sure how uh, that tiebreaker works there, but it uh, kind of stinks uh, for them. And uh, Fairly Dickerson kind of felt like they were, uh, you know, playing, hey, if we win, we're, we're in, and if we lose, we're in. So I don't know how hard they were trying last night. Uh, also in the Horizon League, it was Northern Kentucky uh, winning over Cleveland State 63-61. First appearance for Northern Kentucky since 2019 as they had a pretty decent team in 2020. Uh, but of course with uh, COVID shut down, they were not able to participate and no one was able to participate in the uh, tournament. Uh, so Northern Kentucky, they um, are Horizon League champions. Also in the CAA championship, it was Charleston victory over UNC Wilmington, sixty-three to fifty-eight. Charleston College of Charleston, thirty-one and three this season. That is a lot of wins uh, there. They had a 20-game winning streak to start the season, and then they had back-to-back losses, and since then they've won 10 games in a row in the College of Charleston and back in the uh, big tournament first time since 2018 there. And we also had another team punch their ticket as well as Oral Roberts won the uh, Summit League Championship all over North Dakota State. 51-20 51-20 at the half, and they ended up winning 92-58. to My goodness, just uh, blowing the doors off North Dakota State. So uh, Oral Roberts got bounced, uh, didn't even make the tournament uh, last year, but they're back in after, if you remember, in 2021, and they made a run all the way to the uh, Sweet 16, and Oral Roberts... 30 wins on the season. So are we seeing a couple of Cinderella's possibly pop up in Oral Roberts and College of Charleston? We'll see uh, what happens uh, there. So there you go. You had, uh, what, Gonzaga, Fairleigh Dickerson, Northern Kentucky, Charleston, Oral Roberts. Five teams punched their ticket to uh, the NCAA tournament last night. We're already off and running it today with the tournaments. A10 is in the second round of the ACC tournament, continuing on there in the second round as well. Games also in the Mountain West, A10, and the SWAC as well later on in the Pac-12 championship gets underway or the Pac-12 tournament begins. Big East tournament, man. Big East Tournament. I was just thinking about that. I saw a commercial last night watching a little bit of the WBC about the Big East Tournament. How far has that thing fallen? As I remember, it used to be a happening thing, but not really anymore with all the teams leaving for the ACC and whatnot. Definitely not what it used to be uh, there for sure. And I remember the March Madness used to be one of the best times of year. The big tournament or the conference tournaments big deal big deal in the high school especially i don't know where everyone else when i went to fem they had the two big tvs there in the cafeteria and you bet during the march month of march that we had basketball on those tvs so it's kind of cool to watch the live sports as you're eating lunch uh, there, but 
who knows? That might be more readily available. That may not be a big deal anymore for people to watch live sports while you're eating lunch. But, uh, hey, we thought it was pretty cool uh, back in the day. So, uh, And also uh, tonight we have the Big Ten Tournament Championship underway. Or the Big Ten Tournament. Why do I keep calling it a championship? just Big Ten Tournament. The Big Ten Tournament begins tonight. Ohio State and Wisconsin matching up in the uh, first game. And then Minnesota and Nebraska in the uh, nightcap. All right. Since all the big tournaments basically are beginning uh, today, and I know the Pac-12 getting underway, SEC uh, getting underway as well, and... uh, see is there any other tournaments uh, that are beginning i don't think the big 12 i don't see the big 12 anywhere beginning but uh oh yeah there is uh, there they are i see that so uh all right the big tournaments uh, they're underway so i'm gonna make it official i'm gonna punch it in and uh, maybe i'll explore some entertainment i didn't do any uh research for entertainment purposes on these picks but all right Power five, who's going to be in the championship games and who is going to win it all? As you can't say that I'm cheating here without, I mean, I guess ACC already started, but uh, hey, the people with the buys, they haven't played yet. And I, I'll probably get blasted if I get this wrong, but nobody that won yesterday in the ACC tournament is winning uh, this whole thing. I don't see him getting by any of the uh, big three teams, but in the ACC Making it official, punching it in here on uh, March 8th that Virginia is going to win the ACC tournament, not Miami. It's going to be Virginia, and they're going to win it in the championship game over Duke. That's right. I have Duke pulling off the upset against uh, Miami. So uh, Virginia takes the ACC once again in that tournament in the Big 12 tournament as I wanted to go something different here but I'm not going to stray too far away with the ones and the twos as uh, I got Kansas over uh, Texas I wanted to pick Texas over Kansas but uh, I just can't do it I got to go with the uh, sure thing I know Kansas uh, just lost not too long ago I think they just lost not too long to go to Texas, or they've lost to Texas once this season, I think. Uh, but uh, I got Kansas winning the uh, Big 12. It's just death taxes and Kansas winning the Big 12 more often than not. In the Pac-12, I got, again, not straying too far away from the ones and the twos. I almost thought about uh, Arizona losing to USC in an upset, but uh, nope, I went Arizona on to the uh, uh, championship. And I got UCLA, of course, winning over Arizona. As, again, sorry, that's not very uh, popular to go against the grain there with Kansas and UCLA, but uh, those two teams are, are really Two great squads in the SEC. Well, 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 what do we have here? I am going to the grain. I'm going with the flow with Kansas and UCLA. I'm not doing the same thing here. In the SEC, I wanted to pick Missouri, but if, well, Missouri over Alabama, but I'm not going to do that uh, because uh, when I saw Missouri play, they played like national champions against Illinois in the Bragging Rights game, but I'm not going to do that. But I am going to have Alabama lose. They lose to Kentucky. 
Kentucky is going to win the SEC. I got them taking it all there in the conference. That just means more. They have the same slogan for basketball. That's what it means to football, but it doesn't mean as much. And so, all right, we've come to uh, the uh, point in the uh, Big Ten uh, tournament. And since it's uh, the conference that we care most about uh, locally, I went ahead and I went ahead and uh, filled out the entire bracket. So maybe I'll post that on uh, social media of uh, my picks for the entire bracket so you can follow along and make fun of me and see how uh, wrong I am just because how crazy the Big Ten has been this year. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's run through the whole bracket. And, of course, these, again, are unbiased picks as, of course, you know, big, huge fan of Illinois, but uh, taking my Illinois fandom out of this completely unbiased brackets coming at you here as Ohio State matching up against Wisconsin tonight. I have Ohio State moving on and they'll move on to the next round to tomorrow's action as they'll face the fifth seed Iowa there. And then the second game tonight between Minnesota and Nebraska. I got Nebraska in uh, this one. Sorry, Golden Gophers, your miserable season is over. Has Nebraska on to take on the sixth seed, Maryland. Game's going on uh, tomorrow. We got the nine versus the eight. It's Rutgers versus Michigan, and I got Michigan winning uh, this one. Sorry to your Rutgers. This ain't the rack. This is the United Center. It's the house that MJ built. Uh, Michigan gets the win here. And uh, between Iowa and Ohio State, Ohio State did have, they have been playing better lately. But I have Iowa winning this one. They move on. Maryland versus Nebraska. I got Maryland winning. I'm not getting too cute here. Maryland moves on here. And uh, the uh, 7 versus the uh, 10. It's Illinois versus Penn State tomorrow at 5.30? Question mark? 4.30? Pre-game show? Over on uh, 98.9, Penn State has beaten Illinois twice, but this is March. Illinois picks up the win. They revenge uh, the double revenge game. And it looks like Jalen Epps is in concussion protocol as of Monday. And uh, good news is that he's traveling with the team uh, to uh, Chicago, but Probably unavailable uh, to play, but uh, I got Illinois winning over Penn State tomorrow. All right, in the uh, quarterfinals on uh, what is tomorrow? That's and uh, uh, that's Thursday, and then the quarterfinals would be on a Friday. It's Michigan against Purdue, and I'm not getting too cute here as uh, Purdue gets up the win. Edie versus Hunter Dickinson. And I got a Purdue picking up the uh, dub. They advance on to the semis. It's Iowa versus Michigan State. Remember this. This was an epic game in the last meeting in Iowa City. And uh, Michigan State was dominating. Not dominating, but uh, I guess you could say they were, were dominating. But they were winning this until an epic comeback by Iowa. And they ended up winning it in double overtime. I believe, uh, but I got a Michigan State here picking up the uh, win, and um, Sparty is on because 
basically it needed a miracle comeback to pick up the win. I know, hey, number one, Purdue, number four, Michigan State. I know, I know. And it's Maryland against Indiana. And again, the three moves on. Indiana over Maryland in this one. And then that means it's Illinois versus Northwestern. And again, not very popular pick here, but uh, I have Illinois picking up the win. That's right. We needed a miracle comeback in the second half, but that doesn't matter. Last time out against Northwestern. Illinois is going to pick up the win here. We're going to get hot here in March, and we're going to march on to the semifinals in the Big Ten tournament. Again, completely unbiased here in this. And also the semifinals, number one versus number four, Michigan State. And I got Purdue advancing on here in that one. They're on to the championship on a Sunday. And then Illinois matching up against Indiana here. As Indiana has swept this matchup this season. Trace Jackson Davis, just, you know, we've gone on and on about this. As he's been unstoppable against uh, the Illini. And we'll see what kind of defense uh, pops up on him and is uh, Hood Shafino going to have a, a good game? Another uh, white kid went off for uh, the Hoosiers last time against uh, Illinois. But I got Illinois winning this one over Indiana. So Illinois on to the championship on a Sunday. And it's a rematch of a game that was close just last Sunday. And it's Purdue going up against Illinois for the Big Ten championship. And I got Purdue winning this one. So I know our Cinderella run in the Big Ten uh, tournament solidifying ourselves. We'll see if we can move off that 8-9 line or can move up to a 7, move up to a 6, move up to a 6. Probably not going to happen. But uh, 7 seed is not out of the realm of possibility uh, with us going to the uh, championship game uh, there. So I got Purdue winning it all. And the uh, tiebreaker score I had down, uh, 82 to 73, was the uh, final there for the tiebreaker score. So there you go. Not stepping out too much on that Big Ten uh, pick with Purdue, but completely unbiased putting Illinois in the championship game there on a Sunday. So, Atlanta fans, stay tuned for 98.9 The Game for a full weekend of Illini action before Selection Sunday, of course, on the weekend. So, there you go. That is my college basketball report for today. All right, let's take a look at what happened in the World Baseball Classic that got underway Last night, as it was a late one, or I guess on the time frame, the time delay on the other side of the world in Taiwan, but it was an afternoon game for them. But it was uh, Netherlands starting off for the WBC with the dub over Cuba. It was a four to one lead. Netherlands took after six innings. They uh, came alive there in the uh, sixth inning, scoring three runs. In that inning, and uh, Netherlands picks up the uh, win to begin the uh, WBC there in uh, Pool A. We also had uh, Pool B uh, get underway 
as well as Panama picked up the win over China. Chinese Taipei, they're 12-2-5 as uh, Panama. They had a, a big fourth inning. They scored five runs in the fourth, and they also put up a sixth spot in uh, the uh, sixth inning as well as that was also in uh, Taiwan. So uh, that was in Pool A as well. What am I thinking? So uh, there you go. Netherlands and Panama picking up the uh, first W's of the uh, WBC. We do have Pool A or Pool B beginning uh, today as Australia will take on uh, Korea. And uh, hey, Korea, Tommy Edmond representing tonight. That'll be at uh, 9 o'clock our time, it looks like, there on FS1. And then the two winners from yesterday it just happens to match up this way as Panama and the Netherlands will match up at 10 o'clock tonight. And then we got more action bright and early to start your morning tomorrow as Pool B continues on there as bright and early. It's China versus Japan at 4 a.m. They're in Tokyo, as you know who's on the mound for Japan. It's Shohei Otani going to be pitching for them. And, of course, Otani, Lars Newbar, the dynamic duo there. And, of course, Japan is just stacked with great players this year once again as they have that new guy that joined up with the Red Sox and a couple of other big players in Japan. The nation of Japan there. So you Darvish also on the team as well. So Japan is just a stack. They're a very popular pick uh, to go far here in the uh, tournament. Also at uh, 5 a.m. tomorrow, you got Cuba squaring off against Italy. Italy's first game of the WBC. I believe Mike Piazza is the uh, manager for Italy. And also later on tonight, you got China or later on Thursday night, I should say, the Czech Republic uh, scoring off against China and Cuba scoring off against Panama at, uh, let's see, 9 o'clock on Thursday and 10.30 on a Thursday as well. And the USA has to wait all the way until Saturday to uh, get it started and again way there with Great Britain and Team USA and Mark DeRosa. Almost caught on the La Rosa. Mark DeRosa announced yesterday that Adam Wainwright will be towing the rubber and getting the ball first for Team USA. So, of course, our St. Louis brethren legend, as he'll start the first game for Team USA. The 40 year old had a solid regular season 11 and 12. Forget the record. 371 ERA and 191 and two-thirds innings of work. And that game will be at 8 o'clock there on a Saturday against Great Britain. And Great Britain's debut there in this WBC. It's filled with a bunch of young prospects and a lot of young players for Great Britain. So not a lot of known commodities uh, there, uh, but uh, hey, they're at least participating in the uh, tournament. Somebody's got to take losses. Somebody's got to go 0-3 in pool play. 
might as well be a Great Britain. And this one's going to be in uh, Phoenix, home of the Diamondbacks uh, there. So uh, we'll see uh, what the um, Team USA does with Adam Wainwright on the mound on a Saturday. So uh, very cool that Wayno is uh, getting the start there. And I know that Eric wasn't too excited about the uh, WBC uh, yet until the quarterfinals or uh, gets until the later rounds or out of pool play at least. But one of the reasons why I'm so excited is because, you know me, I'm not a preseason guy. I'm not a pregame guy. I just want to get me to the games that count. Well, these games actually count for something rather than these spring training games that I know it's important with, you know, everybody getting their rhythm down, their pitchers, get the rapport with the catchers and get their feel for their stuff. And uh, the hitters do get their timing down and some do carry over a great spring training to uh, the regular season and whatnot and pitchers covering first base. I know that's all important, but uh, just give me to the real games that count. And at least these games are counting for something. Pool play will be like normal, and the two top two top teams that of the pools will advance on to uh, the bracket style knockout stage. I guess you would say in this one World Cup terms. And also, if you're going to be watching the uh, WBC, you'll notice that uh, it's going to be strange because you're participating in spring training with these new rules and whatnot. Well, the WBC, they're not following the new rules. They don't have bigger bases. They don't have a pitch clock. And just about one of the only uh, things that they've implemented is is that the DH, I don't remember if uh, the uh, DH was a thing last uh, WBC. Maybe it is, but uh, that's about the only uh, new rule that I see. No ghost runner on a second base either in extra innings, I don't believe either. So it's going to be like a totally different game uh, playing uh, that you're going to be playing in uh, the games in the regular season and when you're playing in spring training and then you go to the WBC and all of a sudden you're not uh, playing with those same rules. So it's going to be a little strange in uh, that aspect uh, there. But we'll see how it all works out and we'll see how far USA can advance there. I'll talk more about the WBC tomorrow with those games. More games get underway there. All right, uh, let's uh, move on and uh, let's uh, go on and uh, let's go on to uh, the NHL from uh, last night as uh, the Blues. Oh, boy. Do I have to talk about it? <sighs> they lost to the uh, Coyotes 6-2. to two. Four goals in the uh, third period for the Coyotes. Pick up the win over St. Louis. Also, you had the uh, Panthers win over the uh, Knights in an old-fashioned hockey game there, 2-1. to one. Hurricanes won in a shootout over the Canadiens, 4-3. Maple Leafs over the uh, Devils, 4-3 to three as well. Austin Matthews with a, a goal, and that was actually a, a, a one that goal that helped them get the lead for Toronto over New Jersey. It was the uh, Penguins 5-4 to four over the uh, Blue Jackets in OT as uh, Sidney Crosby completes the comeback as 
uh, dang, they were down 3 nothing in the first period and uh, coming all the way back there and ended up winning at 5-4. to four. So what a comeback there for Sid the Kid. Not so much a kid anymore, but <laughs> over lonely, lonely Columbus. Oh, I was going to say, it was even worse. They had the 4 nothing lead. So, man, five unanswered goals for Pittsburgh. Picks up the dub. Uh, Lightning, they also scored five goals, but it wasn't as close. Five to two over the uh, Flyers. Islanders over the uh, Sabres, three to two. Flames, I said an old-fashioned hockey game. This one was old-fashioned, too. No goals scored in regulation or overtime. And so the Flames only won it one to nothing in a uh, shootout. Avalanche all over the uh, Sharks, six to nothing. Three goals in the first and the second periods. And the Kraken, a five to two over the uh, Ducks as well. Games going on uh, this evening. We got the uh, Blackhawks, Red Wings, Wild Jets, Ducks, and Canucks. Ugh. Those two games on ESPN, or not on ESPN, on TNT. Blackhawks, Red Wings. Ugh. Not a very good night for a TNT of hockey, but Blackhawks, Red Wings, they are historic rivals, but ugh, not so much. 22 or 22, 36, and uh, 5 for the Blackhawks, and 28 and 26 and 9 for the Red Wings. <sighs> and Ducks, they're not very good either. Canucks are almost in the same boat. As the Red Wings, but the Canucks are below 500 there. So, um, if you're if any fan of those teams, you'll check it out. But probably a night to do a skip for hockey, as far as I'm concerned. All right, do I have anything more on the uh, rundown here? I don't think I uh, do. Uh, let's go back to the uh, main page. See if there's anything here on. The uh, side that I wanted to uh, talk about that I didn't already uh, get into here as uh, nope, I don't see anything that I haven't already mentioned. Uh, but Eric did take the time to put together uh, this Sports Center list. So uh, it's spring training. I'll get to some of the things that I didn't mention. Uh, the Cardinals uh, they got knocked around 16 to three. Let's just move on from that. 16-3 loss in spring training to uh, the uh, Tigers. Uh, there, Cardinal pitchers turned at 19 hits. Nolan Gorman and Dylan Carlson had home runs there. And uh, Cardinals now 6-4 and four in a spring training. And they're taking on the Yankees today. Uh, let's see. The Bulls, they're on a, a mini a two-game losing skid. As uh, they uh, lost to Indiana on Sunday. And they'll try to snap that tonight against the uh, Nuggets. Chicago in 11th place in the Eastern uh, Conference. And um, Cubs, they down the Rangers in spring training. Rattled off 11 hits, a 9-6 to win over the uh, Rangers. And uh, they are going to go up against Team Canada for a little tune-up. Tyler O'Neill. Possibly going deep today. Freddie Freeman as well participating for Team Canada there. So very cool exhibition there. Uh, Lance Lynn beats the uh, Brewers 5-2 to two as the White Sox pick up the win. They go up against the Royals today. 
Colts are finalizing their coaching staff. The group includes defensive coordinator Gus Bradley, new OC Jim Bob Cooter, new special teams coordinator Brian Mason. Other rivals include quarterbacks coach Cam Turner, running backs coach DeAndre Smith, tight ends coach Tom Manning, offensive line coach Tony Soprano Jr. Tony Soprano. Tony Sperano Jr. and assistant offensive line coach Chris Watt. Uh, let's see here. Anything else? Uh, police are investigating an incident that happened at Joe Mixon's home. Uh, police are investigating the home of a Bengals star running back Joe Mixon after shots were fired on Monday night. Authorities responded to the house in Anderson Township and found a child had been shot. First responders arrived and took the victim to a Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Non-life-threatening injuries. Fox 19 reports that shots were fired at a group of teens playing with Nerf guns next door. WLWT had talked to Mixon's sister, said the running back wasn't involved in the shooting, and police are going to continue to investigate this. Uh, the Dolphins, they are parting ways with Byron Jones after two healthy seasons. ESPN reports Miami will release the uh, cornerback on March 15th in a move that saves the team $13.6 million. The release will also a designated a, a post-June 1st cut and will cost the Dolphins $10 million against the cap in 2024. Jones had missed all of the 2020 season due to an Achilles injury. 30-year-old had tweeted last month that he can't run or jump because of the injuries he had sustained during his career, but reportedly doesn't plan on retiring. Their uh, former World Series champion is hanging up his glove and spikes. Lorenzo Kane is planning to officially retire this summer as a member of the Kansas City Royals, as it should be. Kane was a member of the Royals for seven years of his career playing a pivotal role in two straight appearances to the World Series in 2014-2015, culminating in a 2014 ALCS MVP. And he was a two-time All-Star, and he played his final five seasons with the Brewers, of course, there. And also one of the reasons why I wanted to get to the rest of the uh, Sports Center hits is because I know why Eric put this on here, but Bad Bunny is in the news with the WWE and it's a bad bunny is going to be the host of WWE Backlash in Puerto Rico. That's right, a pay-per-view in Puerto Rico. WWE Backlash is set to take place in Puerto Rico with the native music superstar Bad Bunny serving as host. Of course, Bad Bunny, because he participated in WrestleMania not too long ago, and he's been kind of a favorite of WWE uh, being uh, with his music and also uh, he's in the video game this year as well for a pre-order bonus for WWE 2K23 so uh, Bad Bunny connections there it marks the first time a WWE I won't even refuse to use the corporate word that they use for pay-per-views now uh, to take place on the island since 2005 Bad Bunny has said he uh, wasn't able to attend the last event held in Puerto Rico, but he won't miss it this time around. WWE is CCO Triple H or Paul Levesque said they're excited to bring Backlash to San Juan as the demand for premium events outside of the continental United States grows and Backlash will reportedly take place on May 7th. 
there with a bad bunny as the host there in Puerto Rico. So very cool that they're going to a place that they don't normally go to and haven't been almost for 20 years, 18 years since they've been in Puerto Rico there. So very cool news. Did see that uh, earlier today there. And of course, Bad Bunny being involved there. So very, very good. Very, very well. Very nicely done for Eric there on the Sports Center hit. Wow, have I almost been talking for almost an hour here? Wow. All right. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. And when you don't have anyone or Eric in here to stop you. So, all right. I don't have anything else. So, I think that's a, a good uh, stopping point. So, I am uh, going to get out of here for the uh, day. And hopefully, uh, we'll be back on the uh, air tomorrow over on 98.9 to uh, talk about the uh, Big Ten uh, tournament and uh, preview the uh, Illini game later on tomorrow. So, And, uh, of course, I'll be back to recap the uh, WBC as well. And, of course, the topless in a state tomorrow afternoon as well. And so uh, we'll look at all of that on uh, tomorrow's show. So thanks for sticking it out with me here and listening to my ramblings of a madman here with this one-man show so i'm gonna get out of here thanks for listening thanks for downloading and we'll talk to you tomorrow peace